Welcome to Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Today I'm here with our special guest, Clint Middick. He is one of the co-owners and founders of a very unique business, um, something different than I've ever had on my podcast before. <laughs> it's called Content Pro Resume Services. And um, they specialize in many different services for professionals, also business owners wanting to get into the working field. Um, they help from resume writing, um, cover letters. They also do coaching in terms of, you know, just if you're trying to figure out and re-navigate what direction you want to go in your career field. Um, they even help you with your LinkedIn. Uh, they do a myriad of services. Um, so I want him to go ahead and introduce himself to the audience and tell us a little bit more about the services that you guys offer. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, my name is Clint Middick, everyone. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> and I'm uh, yeah, one of the founders of Content Pro Resume Services. And you're exactly right. So we offer a, a wide range of services for for anyone in any phase of their career journey. So we have services that, that result in a deliverable, like you said, so a resume, cover letter, you know, LinkedIn profile, um, even a federal resume or something called a CV, curriculum vitae, which mm -hmm. is used in, in real specific situations for somebody going into an academic or scientific field. But we also have the services that, that don't result in a deliverable, but they, they add value to wherever the client is, you know, at that time. So career coaching. Um, maybe they just don't know what field to go into, you know, like you said, or they want to switch fields. They've been in healthcare for 10 years, but now they want to maybe pivot to finance or something like that. And then interview prep. That's, that's a big one. You know, a lot of folks get nervous in interviews. So mm -hmm. we have folks that will do a mock interview with you on the phone and we help clients all over the country and really from any, any stage of life. So recent college graduates up to, um, executives with decades in their field. That's awesome. So it sounds like you guys kind of cover it all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. That's a very useful service. I mean, I, I think it's something that um, people don't realize that utilizing somebody like you guys could really exponentially, exponentially um, move forward their career and get them indoors and opportunities that they may not have had access to because they didn't have that coaching in that field. And it always helps, I feel like, to have like a third party look and talk through your things with you and talk through your resume, talk through what you want to do for your career and things like that and help you kind of just step away and step out of it so you can get a different picture. Because I think yeah. sometimes, you know, we're always in our same environment with our same people that are influencing <laughs> us. And sometimes it's helpful to have, you know, um, just like they say it for counseling, right? Like having that other person that is not so connected to you because they can objectively look at your skill set and kind of help you think through logically what you'd yeah. be good at. And I think that's an awesome perspective that you guys offer in service yeah. um, that is probably under underutilized, I can imagine. Yeah, and um, a couple of years ago, so pre-COVID, CNBC mm -hmm. actually released a, uh, the results of a pretty cool mm -hmm. study that confirmed that when presented with self-written resumes and professionally written resumes, recruiters who participated in the study mm -hmm. uh, chose a professional one um, two-thirds of the time, so wow. well over half the time. And not only that, the, the, the folks that conducted the study took it a step further, uh -huh. and they moved the, the, the samples beyond recruiters to the hiring managers themselves. Wow. And the hiring managers actually weighted the uh, professionally written resumes as deserving of a seven percent higher salary than the self-written resumes so no way yeah <laughs> so awesome. it, you know yeah we're objective we're you know we're your distant family member reading it objectively you know yeah. and things like that but of course we're rebuilding it from scratch too so okay anybody that comes to us for a resume they're we're not just um 
you know, asking you for a Word doc and, and making some tweaks. We're, we're rebuilding it completely on a template that we know works because of our market studies and things like that. That's awesome. Oh. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And speaking of, I was actually a, a recruiter in my <laughs> last job. So I do know that, um, you know, we only spend probably like 10, 15 seconds, mm -hmm. maybe 20 at most, looking at the top of a resume to see if it catches our eye, if there's anything, you know, any keywords that stick out, anything, you know, if it looks professional, there's a lot of really quick things that we look at. And so it really does make a huge difference if your resume is well written. Yeah, you, ten second rule is exactly it. You know, we <laughs> yeah. uh, we format it's very ours fast. for that. Yeah, and it's really only a third of the about a third of the page, right? So yeah, we don't make it all the way down unless it's very impressive. Right. Very slim, I would say, out of probably a hundred resumes, I would look at <laughs> maybe two of them. We'd read the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we'll get we'll get current drafts from folks that. Um, maybe the first three inches of the page is, is just their personal info. So like you, you've wow. wasted a lot of real estate just mm -hmm. by putting, you know, even your full address, which we don't recommend nowadays with identity theft, but you know, your, your, oh, yeah. your, your full address and your name and this really long LinkedIn URL because you didn't personalize it like LinkedIn mm -hmm. lets you do, you know, and things like that. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of those formatting tricks we, we use to um, make our resumes uh, pass that 10 second rule uh, yeah. because that's about all the time someone's going to spend. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I know definitely people need to reach out to you guys for your services, but for our listeners that, you know, tune into the podcast, what are a couple tips that you have for the beginning of the resume? Yeah. So, you know, don't, well, you want to give it a lot of thought. So you want to, you want to talk about your value add. So when a recruiter's reading it, they're instantly knowing what value you bring to that role that you apply to, which you don't want. And you've probably seen this. Remember back in the day, the objective statement? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> seeking a role in, 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 you know, pharmaceutical sales. Well, mm -hmm. you're obviously seeking a job if you're sending in your, your right. application um, resume, duh. right? So <laughs> let's get rid of that. So we've right. developed something called a headline, which mm. is your, your elevator pitch as an employee, basically. Um, okay. So it identifies really quickly who you are, what field you're in, and then mm -hmm. what your proven strengths are so that the recruiter or hiring manager knows, oh, okay, you know, they're, they're actually calling out their own skills in X, Y, Z. Okay, let me read a little bit more. And then underneath that, we put your skill summary. So we try to focus on hard skills. And I would suggest to the listeners, um, hard skills are more important than soft skills when they're just listed by themselves. And we have a, a recent blog on our site that I wrote about hard skills versus soft skills. Um, Ooh, okay. And then give some examples. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, a, a hard skill would be something that you were trained in, uh, went to school for, you know, got some on the job training about. So maybe it's um, uh, spreadsheet analysis, you know, or, or, or something like that. So you're in finance and yeah. So so financial analysis or, or reporting, you're, you're skilled at making a certain type of report. Nobody can take that from you and nobody can argue that if you've actually done that at your last job. So you would list, you know, you would list reporting maybe as a hard skill or financial reporting. And further down in the resume, you'd back that up. You'd say like at, at this position, I created monthly reports, you know, cash flow analyses or, mm -hmm. or, you know, profit and loss statements. What you don't want to put is a soft skill that nobody can really prove. So <laughs> multitasker, you know, right. uh, relationship, what does that mean? relationship builder, you leave it up to the, and you were mm -hmm. a recruiter. So you probably know then the recruiter gets to, to read a bias into that, however they want. And then you're, right. you're at the mercy of a recruiter or hiring manager who maybe has a bad connotation with that soft skill. Mm -hmm. So list something that nobody can take from you, something that you are certified and you're trained in. You, you, know, you know that's a skill relevant to your field. And even if you're fresh out of college, there's still things you can put as hard skills, even if you don't have a lot of time you know, in the corporate world because um, you know, maybe you played sports, maybe you were part of an association or a club. 
maybe you just excelled at certain projects or, or courses in school. Call those out as some as some hard skills, you know, okay. like marketing research. If mm-hmm. you took enough marketing classes that you feel comfortable backing that up in an interview, this marketing research is a hard skill, um, mm. you know, and, and that might be that key phrase that gets you a, a call for an interview. But again, don't, you know, don't say things like, you know, team player. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, that's kind of, ex- accept, you know, expected you, mm-hmm. that you'll come into a company right. and, and be a team player. So don't list the things that don't really set you apart from anybody else. Right. And the yeah. things that are ex- expected because it just kind of is a waste of space on the resume right. too. Right. Nowadays, like Microsoft Office. You know, I mean, you, everybody should have you, that. Yeah. Even if you can't build, <laughs> pip, you know, pivot tables in Excel, right. you should be able to write a Word doc. So, right. um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll we, we have a thing called white space balance. And so okay. if we need to fill a line with text, we will call out some Microsoft Office skills. But okay. if you don't, if you need the space and you don't, you know, don't feel like you have to list something like Microsoft Office, okay. not, not nowadays. That's a great <laughs> tip. And yeah. I love that you're saying, you know, because a lot of people do think that, you know, we should be listing, a, you know, good people skills mm. on all that type of stuff, dynamic. And, and it is true because there is so many interpretations of that. And I feel like, whoever's reading that resume, they're always going to have their own personal bias with that because it's based on their experiences. And so right. it's very uh, left up to interpretation versus something that's very black and white, right? right. Like a hard skill in something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw another example out there. Maybe this will be helpful to folks. Mm. So instead of saying team player, which we see a lot of. Um, right. And, and multitasking. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> Having uh, been a recruiter. <laughs> yeah. So give the yeah. recruiter something that, they, that leaves no room for interpretation. So instead of listing that up as a skill, down in one of your narratives about a recent job you've had or maybe your current mm-hmm. job, say something like, um, it's off the top of my head, but worked cross-departmentally with, mm. you know, that, okay, let's say you're in marketing. So you could say sure. worked cross-departmentally with finance, sales, and legal to build, I don't know, a new social media post that was, you know, both marketing-friendly and, and legal-compliant, you know, something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So in, in one line, you've just said, Okay, you're you're you don't live on an island. You you, you can work with <laughs> other departments and yeah. that that implies team player without using the the buzzword that really means nothing. Right. So soft skills always give just give just go ahead and give a straight example. Hard skills can be listed by themselves. That that's our general philosophy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's such yeah. a great tip. That's awesome. Yeah. And so um you know, you mentioned all the different um, services that you guys offer. What is your most utilized service and why? Yeah, just your traditional resume. So okay. what we would call on our, our on our website and our menu of services, the mm-hmm. professional resume. And, you know, one thing that I'm proud of that we do is um, while our pricing is based on how many years of work history you have, mm-hmm. so, you know, zero to five, six to 10, more than 11, um, no clients being treated any differently. So the recent college college grad is mm-hmm. getting the same attention to detail and, and professional formatting and stylizing and, and, and content writing as someone with 25 years in IT experience, you know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, I'd say professional resume just is, is the most common. And I think it's, um, I think it's just, you know, COVID's impact in the market. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it, it draws even more people to us, uh, even if they have mm-hmm. a job. Um, I think every client in the queue right now, actually this <laughs> week is employed. They're oh, not wow. looking for work, but they either want to be ready for that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they wanted uh, uh, one wants a new position internally, and mm. so even internally they've been asked to provide a resume, mm. and it hasn't been updated in years. So um, we're getting we get a lot of folks that are actually employed but just need a resume for for one reason or another. Another quick cool example is uh, 
uh, chief operating officer of a, a well-known Dallas company um, came to us recently. He's he's at a point in his career where he's ready to give back to the community, and, well, he, and he has been, but he mm-hmm. wants to really take that to the next step. He asked for um, a, a CV, which is that sort of academic-style resume I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, to get an adjunct professor job and start okay. teaching younger folks what he's learned, mm-hmm. you know, as a business person. Yeah. So you never know why that. someone will come to us, but um, whether they're in, 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 in desperate need of a job and when we're there to help them, mm-hmm. or they just never really had their resume looked at by someone professionally and, 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 and built from the ground up with a professional angle, help them too. So yeah, yeah. I love that. And you mentioned you had a few tips for business owners as well. Yeah. Um, resume writing. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. Yeah. So what are some tips you have for them? Yeah, my tips are, um, I'm going to share what's worked for me okay. as, yeah, as a business owner it. and someone who's worked <laughs> in corporate America. Sure. A lot of folks, um, business owners feel like they need to shy away from listening it on the resume. And that's actually, if you said point to the, the biggest kind of hiccup or red flag, you see it's, it's finding out somebody is a business owner while I'm on the strategy call with them, but not having seen it on the resume. And, and I'll always ask, well, why didn't you put that on there? Mm-hmm. You do not mm-hmm. think that there's translatable skills or something like that. And um, my biggest piece of advice is, is one to list it. So list it like it's, it's a, it's a job because it is mm-hmm. now um, when you're listing that role in, in parentheses, you can put part-time or freelance or um, even self-employed, you know, you can call attention to what type of role it was, but um Think about the skills you learned or, or put into practice every day, just as if you were employed by a corporation. So for me, of course, it's writing, it's serving clients. Um, also building this business, I got to learn a lot about WordPress. And so mm-hmm. I, I make brief mention to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to WordPress and website right. building in there too. So biggest piece of advice is don't shy away from, from putting it in there. Now, that being said, you don't have to hit people over the head with it because, you know, <laughs> there is there are some recruiters that will think, ah, do they have time for you know, a full-time job if they have this freelancing on the side. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I talked earlier about the headline at the top of the resume that instantly tells them who you are and what value you add. Mm -hmm. You know, my resume talks about, um, uh, because my background is financial law and compliance, you know, financial compliance professional, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on where I may send the application, where where I've applied in the past, you know, I remember having, uh, you know, financial professional and business owner as kind of my headline (laughs) if I wanted to hit both. Yeah. But, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to put business owner at the top, but in your in your narrative of your work history, you should definitely call attention to it mm-hmm. and, and, and talk about what you've done because I guarantee you've worn many hats as a business owner. Yeah. So whether you've touched some accounting and, and QuickBooks mm-hmm. and and marketing, even if it's just social media posts, call mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that could add value to a role in ways you don't even think, depending on what the recruiter's been told to look for. So, yeah, yeah, those are great tips. That's awesome. And so if somebody is going to contract your services, they want their resume looked at, they, um, I know you guys do free consults, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and let's say they decide to go with your services. What should they have ready, um, for you guys to be able to do the job more effectively? Really just a current version of PDF or word is great. Okay. And yeah, when you land on our website, there's a, which is contentproresume.com, there's a, a, um, a button, I think it's in red on mm-hmm. our homepage that says, you know, let's get started <laughs> with a free review, basically. So yeah. um, some folks go that route. They actually want a, uh, what's called the scorecard. So we actually have a little report card for your resume. So we'll, <laughs> awesome. yeah, we'll spend a, we'll spend a full day with it and we'll rate it on 10 factors that okay. generally uh, determine its ability to land you an interview. And we'll rate not only each factor individually, but we'll give your your whole resume a grade on a, a zero to one hundred percent scale. 
Mm-hmm. And you, that's that that's yours to keep with all our feedback because we're also going to highlight your strengths and weaknesses of the uh, uh, the resume strengths and weaknesses and give that back to you. And that's yours to keep whether you move forward with us or not. Okay. And um, after that, some folks also like a, a phone consultation. So they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get on the phone with me, you know, mm-hmm. me specifically to uh, sometimes I'll talk through the scorecard or I'll, I'll I'll get into more depth about, you know, this this shouldn't be on your resume or you're missing, you know, you're missing points here or you're giving this impression and you probably don't mm-hmm. mean to, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So whether it be a, a free scorecard or, or a phone consultation with me, that's usually how most folks get into the process. And then they um, schedule their time with their writer from there and, and, and the build kind of just just happens after that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you said there's like 10 points, right? Or mm. 10 things you grade on. What do you guys grade on? Yeah. So we talked about 10 second rule earlier. Uh-huh. That's that's a big one. Um, okay. ATS compatibility. So for, for mm-hmm. listeners who don't know, and, and you, <laughs> I know Definitely that you know. know. <laughs> so applicant tracking system is a, a quote unquote resume robot. So uh, for any of, you know, any listener or anybody mm-hmm. who submits a resume to even a mid-sized <laughs> company, it doesn't, it's not just large companies anymore, but mid-sized company, um, chances are they have software system that is looking at that resume before it even gets to a person. And the latest statistics are 75% of resumes submitted online will be completely weeded out and rejected before Mm -hmm. even reaching a person. So Mm -hmm. we are checking for that compatibility. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't say the name of the company, but there, there is a a recruiter (laughs) from a company that shared with us, they're they're based in Chicago that um, right now, because of so many applications coming in from the COVID job market, Mm -hmm. their ATS is programmed to automatically reject a resume with even one misspelled word. So you, your, your resume won't even get to a person if it's got a a misspelled word. So we're checking for all of that when we look (laughs) at, you know, when we look at a resume, because how much would it, you know, it sucked to sit there and wonder if your resume even got to a person. Right. How crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You you read through it later and like, Oh, I had a misspelled word. And I wonder if that like, you know, cost me the interview, you know, so you, so you never know. So we check for that. We check for a white space balance because if it does make it through the ATS and get to a person, you want it to be readable. You don't want such a heavy text density. And I bet you hated that as a recruiter. Oh yeah. You You don't read it. Nine point, you know, eight point font, (laughs) nine point font, just paragraph upon paragraph. Right. So it's, that's, that's what we'd call a poor white space balance. Right. We also, um, and you're like, I mean, is this a. I'm like, are you writing a letter for us? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, save that is, for is the cover letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, you know, a lot of folks default to just straight bullet points, mm-hmm. and we don't like that either because um, nothing's really formatted to stand out. Then you know, a human eye naturally right. is drawn to bullet points, right? So mm-hmm. if all you have is a a, a laundry list of bullets, <laughs> you some yeah. I sometimes have to read a resume three times before I actually pick up on some really cool stuff because it's just bullet after bullet after yeah. bullet, and then things get buried. Yeah. So, you know, we rate on things like that, too. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at all kinds of stuff um, for that scorecard. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I like that. Yeah. So what got you into this? Like, how did it start? Tell us a little bit more about sure. um, how it began, how you guys named the business, yeah. how you guys started, how you expanded your services. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I love to write. So, okay. you know, written communication is kind of my thing. I, I, I think I was in junior high when I actually wrote like a little book, like a little novel. Oh, cool. <laughs> Never did anything with it. I think no it's packed way. away somewhere, but oh, I just. You I, definitely need to. I know. I got to find it. You got to do that. Uh, um, <laughs> so writing, writing is just kind of my thing. And I, I've just been fortunate in, in a lot of different corporate jobs to get to write in a lot of different mediums. So, okay. um, you know, process mapping and legal compliance and creative and technical and um in, in blogs now with with this business so mm-hmm. you know getting to write in a lot of different ways so um i had been asked a lot to write resumes for friends or at least help them with it you know through the years and uh, at one point a friend suggested turning it into a business 
And honestly, it hadn't popped into my, my mind. And I thought, well, let's try it. So I fine-tuned my own template, you know, fine-tuned the formula for what the process would be, like how a client would get to me, what I'd do for them, mm-hmm. um, what the turnaround time would be, like how much time do I need to spend on somebody's, you know, resume build to, to turn out a really, really good product for them and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm all about baby steps. And I know not every entrepreneur can do that. Some just, you know, jump in and they, and they have to get moving because of the market they're in or maybe they left their corporate job you know, and they need that income stream and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just took a really simple baby step approach and just took my time. I, I mean, I think I did probably four or five months worth of free resumes for folks before I even started charging again, just to yeah. get that honest feedback mm-hmm. and bringing folks through the pipeline saying, I'm not charging you, but be brutally honest with your feedback about my, the website and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, along the way. And so, um, but eventually you get through that and then it is mm-hmm. time, you know, then you're comfortable to charge a fee. Right. And, uh, but still my, 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 business partner and I, and he came on board last year, um, and we made the company to an LLC. It was a sole proprietorship before that. Yep. And, um, we still take a baby step approach. So yeah, anything new for the smart. website. Yeah. It's like, yeah. don't, don't rush it out there. And mm-hmm. we, we test, you know, tirelessly when, when we push something new in our, you know, through our WordPress site. And there's a lot of back end stuff that you only get to see if you are a paying customer, because we have some really cool platforms on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get that draft from us and it opens up this kind of collaboration stage between you and your writer, mm-hmm. um, with some, with some really cool stuff. But again, that, you know, we spent a long time developing that and, uh, um, we think of something and we just say, okay, let's take our baby step approach and let's make sure everything is fleshed out before we, you know, actually make something live or, or things like that. And, um, I think you mentioned where the name came from and, um, <laughs> you know, maybe as a recruiter, you had seen resumes with a lot of fluff on it so headshots mm-hmm. and charts and graphs which would be surprised yeah. if they made it to you because i know a lot of ats can't read charts you know charts and graphs right. it spits out code you know and stuff yeah. like that but you know the content's what sells you just mm-hmm. like if you were talking to somebody it's it's it shouldn't be how you look it's it's what you say about yourself right. and so content pro be, came out of just the philosophy that we're going to make our business about the content and we're going to present the very best of somebody's unique background and it goes back to treating every client the same. And we are, we are fascinated by you, whether you're a recent grad mm-hmm. or, you know, awesome. someone in their 60s still, still not, you know, not wanting to leave the workforce yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I just have um, met so many cool clients through this, through this business and who have jobs I didn't even know existed. Like um, what? <laughs> yeah. So there was um, That's cool. an engineer in Plano who's in a radio, he's a radio frequency engineer mm-hmm. and um, he works for. Uh, the telecommunication companies um, and he helps triangulate satellite or cell phone signals from satellites to towers to regions where there's population that people need to receive that signal Hmm. and it's very physics driven Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of terms in his resume that I had to google because I you're like I don't even know what that is (laughs) never heard these words before in my life and um, I just thought that was super cool and we we had another another client who uh, for those of you in the Dallas area um who was responsible for a lot of uh, repairs at the Dallas Arboretum and, mm. and fixing a problem with um, with one of their koi ponds, you know, and things like that. And so more like environmental construction, environmental, you know, mm-hmm. sort of engineering mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, ch- a chief data officer at a, at a well-known Dallas company and, you know, just folks like that that keep coming and cool. um, someone who's done futures and deri- derivatives trading and is an attorney. And so I'm just really, really skilled <laughs> folks and, you know, yeah. stuff that's, Again, may, might be over my head personally, but um, just treating everyone the same and giving them a resume because everybody 
is coming to us for a reason. So, yeah. yeah. But like I said, met, met some really cool folks through through the business. And that's that's one of the coolest things about it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Those are unique. Yeah. Especially the engineers. I feel like it's a foreign language. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a math guy. So I, that's I would be like you researching. Um, <laughs> Siri, Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What does exactly. this big word mean? Yeah, 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 I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, that's not my forte. But yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Did you ever think you would get into this or mm, do no. this career? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely wasn't, you know, a, a life plan to have a resume career development <laughs> services company. So, right. um, but it, it it bridged liking to write, liking to help people and being something that you could get paid for. And that's, mm. as any, any listener who's an entrepreneur right. knows, that's that perfect balance. And yeah. Mm. Um, it's interesting. My uh, the church I go to uh, New Year's this past this past year New yeah. Year's weekend he preached a message on um, your your path and knowing what's right for you and he he briefly did a Venn diagram up on uh, up on okay. stage and had you know in one circle was something you're good at mm-hmm. another circle was something you like to do mm-hmm. and the bottom circle was something you can actually earn an income from <laughs> right. and finding you know finding that spot in the center and that's what uh that's what this business has been to you know to myself and my business partner is um we're just blown away by um the folks that say they got jobs from you know our work Aww. and who called yeah. with with tears you know crying uh, you know i hey that's i huge. i, I want to tell you guys i got a job in within in less than a month from ordering a, a new resume from you guys and oh. so that's just man it's it's really cool so. Yeah, you found that sweet spot. That's yeah. funny you mentioned that because that was literally my um, Wisdom Wednesday uh, today. Uh, every Wednesday I do a Wisdom update. Nice. And I literally put, you know, um, if you're looking for a new career or if you're trying to get into business for yourself and trying to figure out what to do, look for your natural skill set, something mm. that you're naturally good at mm-hmm. and you enjoy, and then you found it. Yeah. And so that's ironic that you just said that because I and I honestly said PS this kind of relates to the podcast I'm doing today because you know you got you guys help people kind of navigate and you know write their resume and coach them through their career but I mean I added that little extra because it is true like if you are doing something you're miserable at you're never going to want to do it and then it's just going to be that kind of like self-defeating prophecy right yeah so if you really just hone down and you have someone coach you and figure Mm -hmm. out what those things are or you you slow down and you think about those things yourself and then you ask yourself for every job you're applying for every business that you're thinking about does it meet those two criteria yeah and if it doesn't then why pursue it because you're not going to be happy (laughs) at the end of the day no exactly and um and it's not just about money you know you you need a quality of life as well yeah um and something where you feel like you're doing something significant Mm -hmm. um whatever that may be for you and so that's really cool that you were able to find that through what you do and merge your two loves helping people in writing and create a really substantial business that's really exciting yeah um so tell us a little bit more about like the career counseling services and also the type of um, people that you guys typically help. Is it anyone? I know I was looking through your website and reviewing it, and it looks like there was a lot of specialties that you guys help with. Mm-hmm. But do you help like anyone? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about the clientele that you're looking for, so the audience kind of knows a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the career coaching and things like that. So we have a, a staff member. Her background is cognitive psychology. Okay. And so she there is, a, yeah, she's a great person to talk to for career path coaching and interview prep, but she, she has licenses that I don't even have. She's actually certified in that career path coaching and, um, and interview preparation. So mm-hmm. for career path coaching, 
a lot of times it's 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 actually it's not so much folks who don't know what to do as much as it is how do I pivot to that different industry? And she has um she has a cool list of like questions she kind of grills you with on your <laughs> on your on your call with her. Okay. Um that, that the goal of which is to fine tune that and make you confident in that pivot. Now for mm-hmm. folks that don't know what they want to go into, um, I believe it's called a, a an interest survey. And again, it's 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 in depth. I mean, as you can imagine, because it's developed by psychologists, but it's it's a survey of questions she's going to go over with you on the phone um, that should float things to the surface about what you like to do. Um, you know, maybe maybe mm. reveal a path that you hadn't thought about. Um, right. And so that's you know that's the sort of folks that come through the career coaching Inter- yeah. interview prep can be just about anyone because. You can be in any field um, and and get nervous at an interview. Um, right. Maybe the one exception is sales. Salespeople are usually so yes. personable and outgoing that if you're a sales rep, um, I'm not sure we've ever had one book a session for interview prep because they're usually pretty confident folks. Right. But um, I can imagine the same with like recruiters or people uh, that have been in sports HR, yeah, or yeah. people that are like me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, shy what? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, you know, in terms of uh, – uh, other folks that I think you mentioned just, you know, that, you know, what sort of clients kind of find us mm-hmm. and are they special, you know, what specialties are from and things like that. Um, especially here in DFW, if I had to rank it, mm-hmm. I'd say we help folks from healthcare more than any other field or industry. Interesting. Um, and that's, and I mean like hardcore healthcare. So I mean mm-hmm. actual providers like nurses, mm-hmm. um, MDs, mm-hmm. um, hospital, hospital administrators. Um, and then that branches out uh, medical device sales, uh, mm. pharmaceutical sales, you know, things like that, still under what I would call the umbrella of healthcare, although it touches on, you know, other skills. Correct. A close second to that is IT. So we have a lot mm. of folks in I can um, see that for sure. Yeah, coding, <laughs> developing, um, website building. Um, again, some stuff that sort of goes over my head, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. engineering, but um, um, right there yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. So I'd my say dad's an engineer and there's math all over his office and I'm like, really? <laughs> Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, those would probably be our biggest, um, biggest buckets of folks that, okay. that come to us. And yeah, yeah. Thanks. Like you said on the website, there's some, there's some reviews from folks with really, really specialized roles. Right. And, um, but if you, if you take a step above that to the kind of umbrella industry, I'd say healthcare, IT, um, finance too. I mean, finance is big in Dallas with, with, yes. with the banks that we have headquartered here and things like that. So a lot yeah. of, a lot of finance folks, whether you be, in like like hardcore accounting or legal compliance, like my background, mm-hmm. or um, even you know customer service and things like that. We have a lot of call centers in Dallas. Yeah. Um. So we 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 help a lot of folks from finance too. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We have the big four, right? And we have like the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. Bank. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Some pretty cool places here in Dallas. To yeah. Work I had for. a client from the Fed before. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. they'll 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 Known come from someone that works there. Nice. Yeah. 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 They'll come in what, what were you say? Oh yeah, so they'll come from you know any mm. any company, big or small. So awesome. yeah, sometimes I have to you know look up the company because honestly, even if it's located here, it may not be one that I'm you know personally familiar with. So uh, yeah, awesome. it's just you never know. That's awesome. So you know, since you're got a you know ton of experience, years and years of experience in writing and mm-hmm. things like that, um, you know, there are entrepreneurs that are listening that you know they already you know, have their career, they have their business, but, you know, maybe they need to put a better foot forward on their website mm. or, 
um, and, you know, a better foot forward on a blog, mm-hmm. right, or some social media posts. What are some tips that you have and tricks that have helped you throughout the years, you know, accelerate and increase the, um, I would say, level of your writing yeah. that really helps communicate the point you're trying to get across that you could share with everyone? Yeah, it's... um. Writing is in a weird way its own little, you know, little muscle <laughs> that you have to develop and build. Sure. And you have to just keep doing it. And I'll, I'll be honest with the listeners, blogs are the hardest for me to write. And hmm. you would think maybe legal compliance work is harder. Right. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, it is. Uh, it, blogs are really, really challenging because there's the whole uh, SEO angle to it and making sure it's formatted in a way that, you know, Google's going to read well mm-hmm. and things like that. And there's some technical stuff behind that, the... Um, are you using the, the correct like heading formats and that so that the search engines can pick it up? And then are, are your paragraphs too long? So besides just the content, there's a formula to the way it, it's actually laid out. And um, also, you know, churning out a topic that's relevant week after week, if, if you're going to commit to a weekly, weekly blog post, um, it, it can be tough. So, you know, my suggestion is do a lot of it and um, share it, share it with folks and just, Go ahead and take down your guard and be open to that feedback. Um, research a topic that that would be relevant to your audience. Think and think of how that can be a blog post. You know, aim mm-hmm. for maybe six or seven hundred words for that post. Um, you want to cite a couple sources, so have some external links to, you know, a, a, a source of record somewhere, and because um, that'll rank, rank it higher too on SEO and mm-hmm. things like that. But getting that sort of content onto your website is really important. And um, if you if you can kind of overcome the what I think is a difficulty in blog writing, mm-hmm. some of the other content from your website mm-hmm. will become easy to write. And I've noticed that when I've struggled through a difficult blog topic, if it if it's also referenced on our website somewhere, and just you're mm-hmm. kind of playing vanilla website content, I've mm-hmm. actually gone back and then, you know, pared that down so it's more digestible because of what I kind of overcame mm-hmm. in, in the blog writing. And then I made okay. my website at least in that section, read more like a blog, which is way more user-friendly than just, you know, paragraph after paragraph mm-hmm. of content on the site. Because right. we do have a lot, you know, we have a lot to say. We have a lot, have a lot to share with people about sure. you know, resume writing and stuff. But mm-hmm. if, it's not in a, if it's not in digestible content, they'll just move on to a site where, where it makes more sense. So, um, right. you know, for me, it was picking, picking blogs and just forcing myself to commit to. I, I try to do two a month. That's, that's about my bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, pick a frequency that works and just keep, you know, just keep writing and be open to that feedback. Um, awesome. I, I pass, you know, usually pass drafts along to, to family members. That's, that's just kind of my yeah. thing. So and they'll they'll be honest with the feedback and they'll <laughs> just say, I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah. You know, or this. I don't like this. Take it out. I mean, it's just but you need that because then right. you know, when you write the next one, you you won't put that fluff in there. That just really doesn't mean anything or you won't speak in the jargon. You know, because mm-hmm. once you once you become good at something, you start to speak in terms right. that not everyone knows. Because I'll say ATS, and you know what that is. Uh, absolutely. But, and SEO, a lot of people right. don't know what search engine optimization is. Yeah. And it's basically like when Google picks up certain words mm-hmm. and people find certain words, you want your website to populate at the top. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, or your blog or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, website crawling, I, you know, when learning yeah. SEO, I had to learn what that was and what Google is actually doing to your site. And of course there's, there's YouTube videos stuff. galore <laughs> on that. And I would recommend watching them and mm-hmm. any sort of free SEO course. Um, yeah. If you, if you want to get leads to your business through search engines, mm-hmm. you're, you need to watch SEO videos and then write, write content for your site that, that kind of take those best practices into, into play. 
Yeah. Because uh, it's um, Google's not playing around, and they're you know they they they're going to read a site in a very specific way. And mm-hmm. um, um, luckily, there's just so much help out there in terms of YouTube and things like that to yeah. to help you write that content. But you don't. You don't want to, you know, be on page three of a Google search, you know? No, yeah, yeah, YouTube's so helpful. I um, use DaVinci Resolve to Mm. do some of my videos, and Mm -hmm. it's a new program I'm learning, and um, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) YouTube. Right. (laughs) I was like, I can't figure out how to export this audio, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. and and even that can be intimidating, but, you know, what I found is um, finding a time of day where I know it's, I'm just kind of relaxed. So for me, the YouTube, mm. the YouTube learning time is like late at night. Yeah. And then I'll maybe I'll hop on the computer too and try to put into practice what I just watched, or I'll oh, yeah. know that okay, at least the next day I'm not starting from ground zero. I watched this video. Yeah. Let me just try to knock out just one paragraph with what sure. I learned on this video the next day. So yeah. you know, just analyze yourself like that. And what, yeah. what's a good time that I when I'm most receptive to learning? It's prop. You know, maybe it's not when you know you could be getting client calls and emails. So maybe it's sure. not during the day. <laughs> But maybe yeah. it is a lunch break, you know, just yeah. find out what's what's best for you. But you have to be open to watching and, and learning and reading and things like right. that. So. Yeah. Calendar planning and figuring that out is mm. very important and mm. vital for any career. Yeah. But yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. And then you made some merch. So show off your your merch that you made. Oh, yeah. So that's we, cool. some content pro resume tumblers and I have one for you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so Thank give, you. Give you and yeah, yeah. We did something we want to. Uh, want to expand a little bit more, come up with some, yeah. some meaningful merchandise for folks. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's so vital for, for any entrepreneurs listening that, you know, are trying to, to grow their business. It's always good to have some type of merch related to mm-hmm. what you're doing mm-hmm. that people can support and see because that's more exposure for you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're out and about and you're, you, you're wearing a shirt like mm-hmm. mine that has double E and, yeah. and built local people can ask, you know, and honestly, my shirt is also an opportunity for anyone that uh, supports or, or wants one for them to share about their business. Mm-hmm. Oh, built local. What's built local? Well, I was on a podcast or I support this podcast. This is what she does. And I'm an entrepreneur and this is my business. Exactly. Um, and you know, your, your Tumblr gives you, you know, Hey, this is what I am. Oh, cool. What's that? Yep. Oh, I can talk to this person. Now I can give a business card, you know? So it's exactly. all about that, um, you know, easy marketing and, you know, people are very programmed based on what they see Mm -hmm. and we pick up things and subliminally we see things and then we remember it. So it's very important to have that. So if you've ever seen in a commercial with like a famous actor or actress and it's like, there's a Coca-Cola. Now you want a Coca-Cola. You don't remember why. Oh, it's because it was in that commercial. So yep. it, it works the same way with, you know, our specific branded uh, marketing materials. So yeah. um, I think it's very helpful. Yeah. But, and I, I've heard a couple of your recent guests who talk about um, how they give back with, you know, mm-hmm. some pro bono or free stuff. What what sure. a great way to put your name out there too. So Absolutely. Um, I, I thought a couple of your last guests had some really good examples. And that's something that we want to expand into as well, whether it be, um, you know, so many free resume builds a month for, you know, maybe military folks coming into the private sector, you know, things like that. Uh, We're we're putting together a lot of ideas for what we can do to expand in that that way, too, because I I have been a volunteer job coach and resume (laughs) writer, too. So I've done the volunteer work, but now Mm -hmm. it's how do we do it through Content Pro? And how do we, you know, how do we uh, reach people and, and and that gives us the ability to go beyond just Dallas because I, w- I was a volunteer just locally in Rockwall actually okay. so nice but as content pro can we can we take that that volunteer work and impact lives all around the country right with um like I said with military folks or or, or people that have been out of work for for a long time you know things like yeah. that what can we do to get back so um your your, your recent guests have been really inspiring yeah. for 
churning the yeah. wheels in our heads about what we, you know, what we can do with things like that. Yeah. So. I think it's so vital and so important. And, you know, it's something that is really important to me too. You know, that's why, um, pretty much everyone that's on my podcast, like I'm doing it to help propel their business. Mm. And I think that's, that's huge. And eventually I'd like to work with like some sponsors too, to, you know, help things that are important to me grow. Yeah. Um, like one of the things that's really important to me that I'm looking into kind of like how to work with or how to support is um, my dog, actually. She's diabetic mm. and she didn't have it until about six months ago, but there's humans and animals that struggle with it. Yeah. And so I think that's something that honestly needs more support and research, especially emotionally, because mm -hmm. I think people don't realize how much it can affect someone that's taking care of someone that is diabetic. Cause it is stressful. Like yeah. if the blood sugars drop, like that's a big deal. Like they can mm -hmm. go into shock and they can potentially die. Yeah. So like it's, it's something super serious. So like something for that, it's like, you know, something that's personal to me. So I think it's always good to find something that, you know, your business or whatever you're doing can back and is meaningful to you. Um, right. Because I think it's so powerful to give back and it just, Makes you feel even better, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win. Yeah. You help others and you feel fulfilled. Yeah. So you're, you're putting your skill to use and you could yeah. have helped someone land a job. I mean. Right. You're, you're, I mean, that's huge. That's that's their livelihood. I mean, it doesn't get much better than, than helping right. in that way. So that's, yeah. that's it's that really special to us. How they yeah. live their life pretty yeah. much, you know, yeah. their, their quality of life. And yeah. that's, that's huge. It's how they, you know, live, pay for their food, pay for their house, pay for their family and, yep. and all that type of stuff and give them opportunities to even invest in a business because they have a career, right? Exactly. So you yeah. guys are a huge channel for that. So yeah. that's awesome. So are there any other tips that you have that really help people, you know, um, be captivating in, you know, this whole process, um, that you think would be helpful as an entrepreneur or as a job seeker mm. in terms of, you know, just introductions in an interview. So like say um, an entrepreneur is meeting with a prospective client. So that's also um, kind of an interview, right? Mm -hmm. Or a job seekers meeting uh, for an interview. What are some flaws that you see that people do and like mistakes that they make? And what are some good tips for people to do it more effectively? Yeah. So one tip that floats to the top of my mind is to promote yourself in the context of how it helps who you're talking to. Mm. And that's one of our, our biggest Good. interview tips too. <laughs> so, um, it, it, okay, let's take an interview situation, for example. So if you're, if you're asked a question in an interview that, um, you have a point in the back of your head that you want to drive across. Maybe it's uh, where do you see yourself in five years, right? That's mm -hmm. a, that's a oh popular gosh. question. That question. Yeah. Nobody so likes many that times. question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? I'll, and I'll ask the listeners, it's like, what do you think is is going to impact and impress a recruiter more? Just saying, well, I see you have tuition reimbursement, so I want a, certif you know, I want a certification <laughs> or I want I want I want to be manager uh, or director of marketing in five years. You know, mm -hmm. OK, that's and those are noble goals. Like, of sure. course, you want to get across like self enhancement. Right. Mm -hmm. But what if you said, um, you know, what if you had read a press release from the company that they're they're expanding in a new region? So maybe you couch your response in. Um, I, I think I can add value within the next five years by being an integral part of this expansion, learning what I need to along the way. If that involves certifications, I'm willing to do it and um, get the company through those five years way ahead of where they are now and, and maybe take on a project leadership role. So mm. I just answered it. And again, That's this is all off the better. top of my head. But, sure. you know, in, in, in those couple sentences, I got across that I'm open to new education certifications and being in leadership. 
But right off the bat, I acknowledged that I read a recent press release and I couched it in how I'm adding value to that company. Mm. So that's an interview, you know, kind of scenario. But if an entrepreneur is, you know, with a client, I think you do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Instead of promoting your skills, maybe you're promoting your business skills, but couch it in how it add, adds value to who you're talking to. And so that that would be my biggest tip for, especially in this market. Again, if you're a if you're a job seeker, you're you're probably one of I think the stat right now is 150 to 200 applications maybe going for your kind of standard wow. role. You know, <laughs> not your real specialized role, but your standard right. role. So you got to right. stand out. Absolutely. So, um, you know, give the context in your responses and in your introductions and your even your little networking communications on LinkedIn, maybe about how you're adding value to that role, that client, that that person, that company. And um, you'll stand out because too many people want to talk about themselves and not about the value they're bringing uh, with the other party in mind. That's awesome. That's great. And honestly, having been a recruiter, like a couple of tips I have for y'all listening to is a firm handshake. Mm. Honestly, um, I feel like that shows your confidence. And if you don't have a firm handshake, what I think is that you're not going to be confident in Mm. anything that we give you to do in the role. Um, So honestly, that speaks a lot for you. How you dress Mm -hmm. um, is very important. Um, you want to dress for the role that you want to have, not for the role that you currently have. Exactly. Um, so that's a great tip. And then um, just looking put together, you know, like if, if you're a lady, put on a little bit of makeup, do your hair. Like, you know, if you're a guy, have a fresh haircut. Mm-hmm. Don't have your face like all like if you have a messy beard, like trim it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have beards, you know, that type of thing. But just like look put together, look organized. Right. Like you took it seriously. Um, yeah, like I yep. took, it, took it seriously. You know, we don't need to copy your resume. But if you come with that, like in a little portfolio or a folder, that looks super professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having your phone turned off for the interview. If mm-hmm. your phone goes off, that's super distracting as, an, you know, doing the actual interview. And um, being, you know, punctual, being early, yeah. uh, even if it's just five minutes. Is, honestly that speaks volumes even if we're interviewing someone else it's the fact that we were already told that you're there yeah so um that's huge because all of those are showing us trends and habits that you're going to probably have for the actual job um and then the last thing is just like keeping eye contact yeah. a lot of people don't do that they get nervous and i know um it might be hard so his services, you know, working with Clint and his team to practice and prepare for your interview on, and then taking that and practicing with family members is so important because, um, when you actually have the interview, they want to make sure that you have good people skills Mm -hmm. and that's a great people skill asset to have for any job. Even if you're going to be working behind the computer all day (laughs) at the job, the fact is that you can communicate and if you can communicate well with the, the interviewee, um, and the interviewer, if you guys have a good, you know, um, kind of a thing going there, then they're going to interpret that's how well you'll do at the job and with whoever's your management. Yeah. So you need to be able to look them in the eye, answer the questions, uh, let them complete, you know, their, their question before answering things like that are all you know, tips from my experience yeah. too. And, and how about a thank you degree? Yeah. And thank, yeah, and thank, thank you, you notes. notes. <laughs> yeah. And those are so underutilized. Yes. I, I think I probably got two as a recruiter, oh, which is man. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I think it's sad because it's, it doesn't take that long. No, it'll take you five minutes or less. Yeah. And if you forgot to bring something up in the interview, what a great way to just slip it in. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Throw That's in that line about something. Oh, Cause everyone leaves an interview like, Oh, I wish I had mm-hmm. said this. Sure. Throw it in your thank you note. You it's know, a great it's tip. Great, great place to put it in there. So yeah, yeah. and you'll stand out. 
Yes. Because like I said, <laughs> I got two. Got two. <laughs> I bet. The, yeah. And you remember those two. So yeah, it does they both mean got something. hired actually. Nice. <laughs> so there's some advice for you guys right there. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And I guess the same could be applied to if you're an entrepreneur, like if you're wanting to gain a new client, um, to grow your business or a new partnership with somebody, same rules apply. Mm -hmm. Um, and same advice is, you know, do that same thing, write that thank you note, you know, send them a Starbucks gift card, mm -hmm. um, whatever. Yeah. You can't buy a job or buy a client, but it's the fact that you are thoughtful and, mm -hmm. and don't overdo it because then that definitely looks like you're trying to cover something right. up or, <laughs> or trying to get them into something. But if you give them like a five, $10 gift card, it just, means a little bit you know and so yeah and they could you know this does happen from time to time but that client could you know pick somebody else but get burned by that service provider and they sure. come back and we've we've had folks who have just um been immensely disappointed in their resume writing of, of other services mm. and say um they come to us and just say this this other service just botched it like we need yeah. to start from scratch um and it's unfortunate you know there are there are resume companies out there that that farm out the writing overseas and it's it's blatantly obvious that, that it's written by someone you know to whom you know english isn't their first language and mm -hmm. if you're trying to get a job in the states i mean that's right it's not a discriminatory thing it's like i need a resume that that it, you know at least looks like i i, I understand american english and mm -hmm. um folks who come to us like i i didn't know that this company you know would outsource it like this and can you help us build it from scratch? So, mm -hmm. but what triggered them to think of you? It's like you said, maybe it's a Starbucks gift card. It's a thank you note. It's just, it's some touch point. So you've planted that little flag. So when they do need someone again, you kind of float to the top of their mind. And that's really important. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I think it is important. And, you know, even asking like a, you know, personal or two question mm -hmm. of them and tying that into the thank you note, because yeah. it shows that you're actually listening. Right. Um, and that it's not just about you. And I think honestly that stands out as well. Yeah. So, you know, people are people, we're still humans. Like yeah. <laughs> even if they're, you know, you're a potential client you're talking business and that's a potential person you're going to hire. It's still an individual that has a life. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important to tie that back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. So any other tips you have for, you know, um, people that are applying for jobs, and then also entrepreneurs wanting to start and grow their business that helped you along the way. Yeah. So for anyone looking for jobs, just note that, um, you know, COVID might be quote unquote winding down in some ways, but um, it, it's still impacting the job market. So the average amount of applications you'll need to send out to maybe land that phone interview that you want, it's still up around 40 to 50. So you, mm. you got to have the stamina and you got to just have the consistency to just keep putting those resumes out there and don't get discouraged because you're going to have to likely rack up some volume before you mm -hmm. start getting the calls. But then there could be a week where you get three or four calls and then all of a sudden you have, you know, maybe some options for, for where you want to go and, and what offer you want to accept, but just be patient and be, you know, be consistent with it. And then for entrepreneurs, um, you know, for me, it was being comfortable, um, with WordPress and knowing that we wanted the website to be like the shining star of the company. Mm -hmm. and be automated to, to help a client without having to call or email us, which is a little bit unusual in the writing mm -hmm. space because, okay. of course, in, in our space, we have to have a personal connection, and we're going to force that strategy call at some point in the process because we want to talk to we want to talk to you. Right. And know about <laughs> your background, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, for anyone starting a business, think, think about the web presence, and, and, and I mean beyond social media. Uh, think mm -hmm. about that website because your website's going to um, – funnel your leads in, but then should convert into that sale. 
and what does that look like? Even if you have to grab a free version of a like a process map, you know, software <laughs> yeah. out there like Visio, Microsoft Visio is not free, but there's other ones like that mm-hmm. where you actually like create little boxes and arrows on a piece of paper. Like, okay, clients can mm-hmm. land here and come here and have this, mm-hmm. you know, these decision points. Um, doodle that sometime when you're just like sitting on the couch watching TV, like doodle the process. Like, how is a client going to come in? What are they going to see? And how can they self-service without having to call, you know, call or email me? Um, and if they can do all that, you kind of get to that that spot that every entrepreneur wants to get to, which is where you could be just going about your day and you're seeing orders come in. You know, mm-hmm. your, your your phone's going off because you got a new order off your website or you got someone who's at least booked a consultation call to talk about a future order. Mm-hmm. If that can all be automated, um, it makes life a lot, a lot easier. And you can give your attention to the client work itself. You, you, you don't want to mm-hmm. be torn between... Um, bringing in the leads and and doing the client work. So anything you can automate on the front end, um, it's worth the YouTube videos. It's worth talking to folks who have maybe built it, um, and, and, you know, an IT specialist, you know, something like that. And mm-hmm. everyone knows someone who's good, you know, good right? in IT uh, um, yes. in, in their network. Several. So, <laughs> yeah, so leverage them. Ask for some help. But um, uh, automation is key nowadays and self-service is key nowadays. And some of that is, just due to the, um, I think, short attention span, you know, of the, the shopper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you want them to land on on a, a social media page or a web page that briefly communicates what you're going to do for them and then gives them those uh, those pathways to go ahead and, and check out or book or reserve time with you or whatever they need to do. Like, you know, whatever that is for you, mm-hmm. uh, make it sel- as self-serviceable as, as possible. And that's that's been a game changer for us. We're, we're really, really proud of our site. We, we put a lot of time into it. And um, held it back from from being pushed live for months until it was mm-hmm. at a point we wanted it to be at. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's it's always important to I think slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really vital to, you know, take a step back and evaluate and make sure it's what you're really happy with before producing, especially on something very important like a website yeah. <laughs> for your business. Yeah, have some family members um, go through as fake customers, you know, yeah. have them check out, you know, just charge yeah. a dollar to a card if you're actually testing maybe the the, um, the checkout, you know, card yeah. and stuff like that. All of it's important. Uh, just, yeah, have them go through the entire thing, take some notes, and because you're not yeah. going to see what they're seeing. I mean, I found out that even... Right, because we get a different view. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. like testing on my computer, like I had cookies, you know, of course, saved in my, my browser that was... Uh, changing a little bit of what I saw and what I experienced. So just, yeah, have someone do it fresh and, and, and give you that feedback and offer a, a free, you know, whatever it is that you do yeah, you know, for right. the feedback. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Or take them to coffee or dinner or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, so I was also looking through your, um, your website and it's the last thing I, um, kind of wanted to mention sure. here today. Um, and, you have a lot of uh, different blogs. I think it's probably your blog, right? On the is. different, yeah. yeah, the different things. <laughs> so um, you definitely highlight lots of different things. Can you just briefly tell everybody like the different topics that they could find on your blog sure. for your website, and then how to connect with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we'll start with the connection first. So contentproresume.com is our site, and there's um, scroll down, there's access to the blog, which then opens up to like, the topics that you talked about. So we have a, a, a theme of networking, so networking tips, um, which is funny, we talked about volunteer, <laughs> because my, I think one of my very first blogs was using volunteerism as a networking tool. Mm. And so that's there. And then um, interview tips, mm-hmm. and then the job search itself. And so you now if you're looking for hardcore resume tip blogs, those are there too. And we, we right. put those under the job search category, because okay. it, it, it makes more sense there. Mm-hmm. But the interview one's one of my favorite because um, 
we, we, I write on topics, like I'll just have a whole blog on how to answer one common interview question. So if you want yeah. not, if you want like not just theoretical advice, but actual examples of how mm -hmm. to answer, um, I, I put those in, in the blog as examples too. So that's so useful, especially yeah. the, the silly ones, right? Like, uh, tell me about your strengths and weaknesses. Right. Like, where will you be in five years right. from now? Why would you be the best candidate for yep. us? I asked all those questions. <laughs> I know all about it. Yeah, yeah. And those open-ended ones, right? Like, tell right. me about yourself. Right. <laughs> Gosh, like, Like, okay. what do you want to know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so we, yeah. we try to provide, um, like I said, not just practical tips, but, I mean, examples. So if you want to take what I put as an example, use that word for word in your response, go for it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why I'm writing this. And some of the blogs are only a few hundred words because I'm just getting right to the point. Like, if you're asked this, consider answering this way. Yeah. You know, and just leaving it at that. So, And I think it's so helpful because a lot of people don't know where to start. Right. They're just like, you know, I've been to so many interviews and I never know for this question. Or, yeah. you know, um, I just want to make sure that my answer stands apart from everyone else. Because a lot of people also answer similar ways. Right. <laughs> yeah. How do I stand out? And mm -hmm. yeah, if you get any jitters at all, like I said, read, read the blog. But then, you know, consider a 30-minute session with an interview prep coach who's actually licensed mm -hmm. to um, research your field draft up some mock interview questions that you're likely to be asked right. and then get on the phone with you and, and, and won't be critical at all, but we'll give constructive feedback for how you answer. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's worth the investment, honestly, because especially if you're trying to find a more high caliber job, you're going to be asked more difficult questions yeah. and judged more yes. on your responses than if you're applying for a customer service role and nothing wrong with that. It's just beginning of the career versus more advanced in the career. Right. And as you advance, everything gets a little bit more difficult, including yep. the interview questions and the interview process. Right. A lot of the jobs, you know, sometimes you'll interview for, you know, multiple interviews over different weeks yep. um, to get a job. And so, um, you know, with this more competitive market post COVID with everything opening back up, I definitely think, you know, y'all should check out and utilize his services. So um, I really appreciate you being a guest here today on Double E, Clint. I'm glad that we were able to have you and learn a lot more about your services and um you know resume pro i think is very very helpful and i think a lot of people are going to get a lot of use out of what you do and i'm excited to see your philanthropic <laughs> efforts um oh, and kind of see how that goes as well um and see you guys grow like as a company across dfw because i'm sure there's no shortage of business <laughs> for sure. what you do <laughs> um so pretty much the sky's the limit which is so cool yeah well thank you so much for having me and congrats on the growing success of the podcast it's just it's so cool to listen to other entrepreneur stories you know from folks so it's it's just congrats to you because i think it's oh. it's pretty awesome thank you so much yeah, yeah. i love ha hosting it and having it and i've met some really cool people yeah. and i have some really cool interviews coming up nice. and um honestly i have no shortage of people to talk to <laughs> so you guys keep entrepreneuring yeah um it's very interesting that's awesome but yes thank you so much well cool. you guys stay tuned for the next episode of double e elevating entrepreneurs